Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. This is Bruce Longo, director of A Corpse for Christmas and Blood Sick Psychosis, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema Podcast. You know, just to start this out like we always do, just talk a little bit about yourself and like how you got into movies and how you got into horror. Yeah. Um, I, so one of my like earliest memories when it comes to like getting into movies and honestly, just one of my earliest memories in general is like when I was like five, standing outside of my mom's bedroom, she was watching the original Halloween and it like scared the fucking piss out of me. And so that was like, that was like the unintentional beginning of me getting into like darker movies and movies in general. And uh, I guess after that, you know, obviously with like flesh games and stuff like Jackass, CKY and stuff was a huge, it was a huge influence to me. Like I probably spent like a decade running around with my parents' VHS camera, just running around the neighborhood shooting shit. And then, uh, Later, I mean, I just got more into horror as the years went on, and then, then I was in like band, I was in like punk and hardcore bands, and I kind of forgot about movies in general. And then I was getting ready to go to college, and I was like, "What the fuck am I going to go to college for?" And uh, I started taking classes for like audio production. I was like, "I'm in bands, I'll start figuring out how to record shit." And uh, we had to at the community college that I started going to, we had to take audio and video at the same time. So I ended up hating audio and I love <laughs> the video. So that's kind of, that kind of snowballed. And I also just looking back, I've always been in the mix. I've always wanted to make stuff and it kind of just made sense. And like one of my best friends growing up when he, he like went away to a uh, film school right away after high school. And I like relentlessly made fun of him. I was like, you're going to <laughs> film school. You pussy. What are you talking about? And then we, we ended up moving to like Southern Illinois and finishing film school together, which is hilarious. But yeah, that's kind of the rundown. I mean, and then, you know, when I was in college, I think I started looking, I was like, man, how are we going to make movies? It's too much money. This sucks. This is bullshit. We don't have gear. And then like cheaper gear started to come out, like DSLR cameras and stuff like that. And uh, in the beginning of college, me and my buddy got into like Mumblecore. I don't know if you're into any of the early Mumblecore movies like Joe Swanberg, mm. uh, 
Duplass Brothers and stuff like that. We got into that. And then, like, another early influence is, like, Clerks. I think when uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back came out, I loved that. And then I went backwards and watched Clerks, and I was like, what is that? That's not the same thing at all. But it was kind of like a building block. It, it made me realize that you don't, like, need a ton of money. You can just do it with your homies. And, yeah. That's a it's interesting like uh, trajectory of it because usually it's like oh I want to make movies and then you go to like film school or start making movies you kind of like right. badge your way into it through just kind of doing it yeah yeah doing it and then I kind of caught up in film school <laughs> and then back <laughs> yeah also like um you know who are some of your influences as far as your film goes? I know you talked about Mumblecore and you talked about uh, Kevin Smith, which I see hugely in, in your work. Uh, yeah. Who else are some of your inspirations for your work? Um, yeah, I would say like the early Joe Swanberg stuff. Like I said, Mumblecore, that's like a huge one. Um, uh, early Kevin Smith for sure. And then uh, Halloween's like, that's like the only franchise that I give a shit about. I know it's like crazy. A lot of people fucking hate it, but I love it. And, uh, I mean the original of course but I love all of them um, now when it comes to more I mean like Fred Vogel was like a huge one like the August Underground trilogy like the per, per, uh, first one and then Penance are huge um, stuff like that dude and then uh, just any I, I mean I love uh, one of the more recent ones that I love is uh, Degenerates I love the Degenerates by Jonathan Doe I'm, I'm huge I love found footage and I love just like no budget DIY stuff um yeah it's just it's, it's the guys I, I i was always inspired by the guys that like did it with like no money or with a group of friends or like obviously i mean army green is another mm-hmm. huge one love gummo trash humpers is huge. i mean you can probably tell by like flesh games and stuff but i love trash humpers uh spring breakers all that so yeah those are some and uh to go on to the the first movie firework like where did the inspiration for that come from and like how did you kind of come up with the ideal and what was it like kind of getting into doing it um firework was so yeah that was the first feature that i made and i think i just had a couple of scripts and i got sick of nobody making anything so i just picked one and said we're making it this and kind of the reason i went with that one it's because the house that we shot that in is uh my parents had just bought it like up north in wisconsin and there was barely anything in it and i just figured it would be we could just use that so i kind of i kind of figured out the location first and then picked a script and we just fucking went for it and obviously i was like i was 25 or 26 when we shot that and i was like working i had like a corporate job it's like this sucks why this is what life is and like that's kind of the movie and so that 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 was like that's how the idea came about. Just like fuck this, yeah. And like with this one as well as your other work too, they they all feel very personal. Like they feel like very real stories. Like, do you interject a lot of like your own like, I guess thoughts and stuff into the films? Oh yeah, I think man, every, I mean, all the main characters are basically just like different shades of me. <laughs> it gets <laughs> it, it gets kind of ridiculous, like sending scripts to like people that help me out they're just like oh it's another it's another <laughs> twisted guy that has delusions of grandeur and uh... <laughs> but yeah dude it's like a hundred percent a lot of it i mean obviously my life doesn't get quite as dark as some of the movies but uh yeah it's all it's all me for sure and like my group of friends and like not to skip ahead too quick but like bone barrel 
we shot that. That's a, that we shot that in my hometown, and that's Bone Barrel and uh, Flesh Games. Those er, everybody in that is just like my closest friends that I grew up with, and yeah, I mean they're like partially documentaries. Mm. And yeah, that's a very interesting way to put it too, because they do have like almost a documentary feel. Like it's 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 a lot different than a lot of stuff we normally cover on the show. And that like it, it's like you know Harmony Korean I think is a great example. Like with Gummo, where it's like there's not this like normal three act structure almost, where it's just kind of like you follow a time and period with these people and experience what they experience. And I, don't know, I think it's a very unique look, especially like for the first movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I kind of, and I, I like, because uh, I don't, I mean, you might be able to tell, but I don't really, I usually don't, well, I write a traditional script, but we don't really use it. I mean, we use it for like the scene, like this scene, this scene, this scene, but I kind of just write like the beginning of what the dialogue I want it to be, and then we just shoot, and I kind of just direct, like, if if I think something needs to be changed or whatever. So yeah, I'm kind of like more of a, I like to create a vibe or like a time and a place or whatever, and then just kind of play. Mm. within that it's very interesting that um you know harmony korean is you know such an influence on you because like your movies are almost like kindred spirits to his because of the whole aspect as you know john said like this like day in the life of these people or um where where essentially just following around these, these group of people and you know, go through the, the ins and outs of their lives and stuff. And another thing I noticed is all your movies have this like punk rock edge to them almost where it's like, again, like you talk about being the hardcore bands and stuff like that too. Um, you know, when it comes to like the, the, the world of punk rock and stuff in your movies, like how would you say how much of that has an influence on what you create? Uh, that's, I mean, that's everything dude. Cause I mean, making, to me, making movies and being in like a band is like almost exactly the same. Like, it's just I, I spent like a decade being in bands and like playing shows and trying to get shit going, and it's exactly. I mean, you're just with a group of your homies, have no money, and you're just trying to make some art, and that's. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And then when it comes to like using punk and hardcore and some death metal and stuff in my movies, like part of it is that I have friends that are in bands, so it's like easy usually to get the music and I like it. And another thing is like, there's so many, like, for lack of a better term, like the mumble Corey, like slow, like quiet indie movies. And I wanted to kind of like, I like to do both. Like I like the contrast between the two. So I like going from like a really quiet, long scene to like a really aggressive, like scene like that. So I think it just worked out. And like I said, it's, it's, it goes hand in hand making movies at this level at least yeah and also also like to add to that like like you're talking about like the long scenes and then having like this really aggressive like in your face type of scenes like do not disturb is very 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 like reminiscent of that where it's like a lot of the movie is just this guy in this room you know self-isolating and stuff and then um towards the end it just goes off the fucking wall because of again i don't want to spoil anything for people who want to watch it but yeah it's fucking wild <laughs> yeah dude I, that's what i like to make and I, and I think it's kind of a a lot of people probably start my movies and then maybe just turn them off but i like to i mean i love just pulling like in the third act just go in a complete different direction and 
making it super dark, making something that was like super, I, I like to make it like super relatable, super real, like dialogue, super real. Like I almost don't write any of it. And then the third act, I like to make it like crazy. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, my, that's kind of my thing. And I think it can, it kind of, it probably turns some people off, but like, I don't know. That's just how I like to do it. So I, I never, Oh, sorry, John. <laughs> the thing is like, when it comes to like the way you structure your movies and stuff like that, I never see that as like boring because everything else that happens on in the happens in the movies are it's super interesting because it's like it's very much like a study of these people and what they're going through and then in the third act it hits the fan. I again, yeah, yeah. I, I again a bit of a spoiler alert for people listening, I guess. But uh, yeah, I fucking I love your body of work. So. Like I said, dude, it's been weird. It's been weird making movies. That's kind of why, like I sent you guys that package and the the first three movies is like a, it's kind of like a trilogy. It's the mm-hmm. first three failures, and it's like it's kind of because that's what they're about. It's like a fucking piece of shit failure, which is just. Me. <laughs> but then also the movies were complete fucking failures, also, and like no one has seen them, which I'm fine with. I don't care. I just I'm more interested in like making a huge body of work than making like a perfect movie that a billion people see. Like I don't give a fuck. But uh, yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that you guys dug them, and a few people are going back and checking. So as early as the firework, um, you you work with a lot of the same actors each movie. One in particular I want to bring up is um, make sure I get his name right is uh Mike Miller, yeah, and uh, he's in all your movies, and he's absolutely incredible in all of them. Actually, <laughs> yes, like just talk a little bit about working with him and like where'd you meet him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Mike's Mike's insane, dude. He's uh, we again. I've known him since like high school. Um, we grew up like down the street from each other, basically. And uh, yeah, he's just down. He's like a hundred percent down for whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, so we we had a like we did a screening um, in Kansas City. The, this last one got canceled because of the fucking cold. God damn it! But we had a we had a screening in uh, the fall in Kansas City for uh, flesh games and we were talking we were just having like a joking conversation in the car and we were trying to figure out what he wouldn't do on camera and like the list there's a couple there's like two things ever like he's just insane he'll do whatever he'll do like not to spoil and jump ahead to flesh games but like there's a shit scene and that was in the script that's fake but he just did it and he's just down he's just down to do whatever and yeah he's really great to work with like I said, he takes direction really well, and he'll just sometimes, honestly, the directing is pulled, like reeling him in a little bit. That's like a lot of work on Mike. <laughs> but yeah, he's just a fucking crazy guy that's always down, and I've known him forever. And he's he's won a couple of awards for his acting in my movies, which is fucking awesome. And yeah, dude, he's the shit. I love everybody that I work with, but Mike is just like fucking. He's he's nuts, dude. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Um, I was just gonna say the thing I really like about his like performances, he brings like such a realness to all of the his performances. Like they don't ever seem like the same character, and it all but it always feels completely genuine to me. Like when I watch his performance, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, he's 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 the best. Like he he kind of he like kind of took over being like the me character after a while in the in, the, in like my work, and he just like he know like I can just have like a couple work because he lives like eight hours away now so a lot of our correspondence is like just like through messages or whatever and i'm just like hey next movie it's like me doing this blah 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 
blah, blah, blah. He's like, I got it, dude. And then, you know, it's just, it's super easy to work with him. He's, he's the shit. It's, it's so crazy, like, you're talking about, like, how far, like, he's willing to go. Like, you can see that throughout your movies. Like, can you talk about the, the shit scene in Flesh Games? There's uh, him essentially rolling around in thumbtacks and fucking bone barrel, which is fucking wild. And, like... And then he can play, you know, super, like, straightforward, you know, just acting and, like, you know, The Long Weekend. So it, it's crazy, like, to see how much range he really has. I think he's, like, I think he's amazing. And the crazy part is that outside of, like, my movies, he doesn't really have that much experience of acting, like, at all. So, I mean, he's done, like, a few, like, student films or something. Like, and he did a little, like, when we were in high school, he shot some, like, SOB little things on his own, but... Other than that, like he's pretty much only been myself, and I think he's amazing. So it's great. And and talk a little bit too about like like you said, like a lot of in most of your movies <clears throat> feature a lot of the same people. Like the important, like is it important to you to kind of like keep this like group of actors in each movie? Like is that something you like kind of want to continue doing as you go along? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, lo- I lo- like I said, it's it's the same as being in a band to me. So it's like keep the band together if it works. I mean, like, the next movie, I'm not 100% sure if Mike's going to be in it yet, but I, I mean, he'll be back for sure. If he's not in, if he's not in the next one, he's going to be back. But yeah, I love, I mean, part of it is just like, who else am I going to have in the movies? Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's part, that's probably where it started. It was just like, hey, we're going to make a movie over this weekend. And, uh, but then they ended up being great and like really easy, especially when it comes to like stuff with, not super scripted dialogue it's a lot i think it's a lot easier to work with like your boys because they kind of know where you're coming from and they can kind of just spitball stuff and um i've worked with a couple people who are more like actors and it's fine but it's just a little bit harder to communicate when i don't have like an actual this is exactly what you need to say so Next up is Do Not Disturb, and I'll, I definitely want to talk about this because, like, it's such an interesting idea of, like, this person, like, dealing with this, like, traumatic moment in their life and then, like, isolating from the world. And it has such, like, a, like, <laughs> when I saw that it was came out in uh, 2018, I was kind of surprised because it feels very 2020. Kind of like a COVID movie or something. Yeah, like, it feels like this would have been the perfect kind of movie to watch in 2020 because you really can relate to what this guy's going through. Uh, yeah. But where did the ideal for the story come from, and what was it like shooting this in this one hotel? Yeah, that's, yeah. It, it is kind of fun. I, I haven't really thought about it that way. That does kind of feel like a COVID 2020 movie, but I guess that's just where my brain is all the time. So. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think the idea, it's kind of, somebody just reviewed Firework and Do Not Disturb together, and he kind of called uh, Do Not Disturb like a spiritual sequel. And I didn't like plan on it being like that, but it kind of, it totally, like if you, especially since Do Not Disturb is short, it's a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, that was just another idea that I had. It was probably a script that I had when we were planning Firework and I just decided to pick the next one. Because for a while, I think those first three, I think we shot one a year and then did a couple of festivals and shot the next one so I, I i think i just picked the next the next one and like i said that's just one my fucking brain is dude and uh also part of it which i don't know if you can really tell this is kind of just like a more personal thing but like i quit drinking uh well i guess you can tell because there's like the whole drinking thing at the end but yeah i quit that's kind of my that was my movie like working through quitting drinking i guess and like kind of i kind of isolated from my my 
group of friends and stuff like that. So I guess, yeah, I'm working through this right now, just like you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, but it's such an interesting movie too, because like, I think the tone of it is so interesting because like you're watching this guy kind of, kind of have fun. Like he's ordering pizzas and he's kind of reliving his childhood with video games and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's kind of dark and that he shouldn't be just there. And it like it creeps in slowly and slowly. Like he starts going out less and less. And he starts seeing, you know, his friends start showing up and he really does not want to leave that room. And it starts to settle in like how like kind of like far gone he is into this world. I don't know. I thought it was pretty fucking brilliant, man. That's awesome. Dude. And I really appreciate that. And the ending too. Like again, again, not don't want to spoil because I really want people to watch it. And, you know, of course watch the rest of your stuff as well. But yeah, the ending of this one is so fucking good. <laughs> like it's just like Oh yeah, I, I, it's just a powerful, but you know, it's all, it's it's one of those endings where you're just like, yeah, that's good shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's kind of one. Let me think that, that that's like one of the only. It kind of ends on a joke. It's like a really dark joke, but it kind of ends on a joke, which I thought was. I don't think I've, I don't think my other stuff really ends on jokes, but it, yeah, I love the end, the beginning, and, and that's another thing about my stuff. A lot of times, which I'm honestly struggling with now, but I used to have the first scene and the last scene written a hundred percent and then i would kind of figure out the middle so like do not disturb for example it's like the the long scene of him like getting fired or whatever quitting or whatever it's like yeah, the fucking story is in the car and then the very end i had that completely written and then same with firework i had the very beginning and the very kind of mirrors each other mm-hmm. and uh bone barrel same thing i had that last shot in mind. and yeah and then shoot and you asked about uh that hotel, that motel is just like this little tiny shitty piece of shit motel that's like on the outside of our hometown. It's in South Lloyd, Illinois. And uh, yeah, we just rent, I think the room was like $30 a night. We just rented it for two nights maybe. And uh, I think we did tell the guy we're like, we're going to make a movie. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and we, just, <laughs> we just did it. And it was kind of weird because it's one of those motels that like truckers will stay at sometimes so like there's a couple scenes where it would like it would come outside a little bit so there's people like what the fuck is going on but yeah for the most part nobody gave a shit just a kind of dirty disgusting little motel Uh, to touch on your endings a little bit without spoiling things um i like too because like a lot of your endings aren't what you would say normally overly satisfying but are very real like (laughs) it's, it's like you don't get like this like conclusion maybe that you want but it's way more real to life. Can I talk about like where that like thought process of coming up with that kind of stuff is? Like, how do you how do you like decide like, all right, I'm just going to commit to this, and even it may not be the most satisfying thing, but it's the way this needs to end. Yeah. Again, I mean, again, that's just my brain all the time. I guess I'm just not satisfied, or uh, I'm just like, yeah, that's what it is, dude. That's just how. It, life is what it is and that's just how it's going to be and fucking i'm also like a really big fan of movies that end really abruptly mm-hmm. and like i love a cut to black in the middle of a sh- like that would norm that probably pisses a lot of people off but i that's i mean chef that's just my shit dude yeah so yeah i think i think it's just a function of the stories that i'm trying to tell i mean a lot of the stories are kind of like fuck everything that's that's kind of the main the main uh, point of everything that I'm writing. And then also I just love, I just like to 
chop it right at the, the perfect point. Just let it hold for a little bit. And yeah. It's over. Yeah, I'm a big ending guy. Like, I, I talk about it a lot. Like, like that final moment can, like, really, like, make or break a movie for me. And, like, this one and Bone Barrel in particular were two that I thought were, like, it ended exactly the way it should have ended. Like, though it may not give you that, like, perfect, like, oh, it's all wrapped up in a nice bow, but it was just, like, that's the moment right there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, too. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad, because, like I said, I think, like, especially submitting it to, like, film festivals and stuff, I can almost guarantee you that 80% of the people that, like, if my I submit my shit, 80% of them don't make it through the whole thing. And I'm just like, ah, but the end is the thing. That's, like, the thing. That's what I'm going for is the thing. I don't know. And another thing, too, yeah. <laughs> another thing, too, is, like, your movies don't, like, you know, spoon-feed you anything. Like, it's always, like, it, the way, like, you deliver, like, your stories are always, like, 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 for example, you know, Do Not Disturb. It's, like, did he get fired? Did he quit? You know, it's kind I of up I don't in the air. I don't even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, you have a lot of, like, you know, space for people to fill in themselves. And I think that's a very, very interesting thing that you do with your work. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I don't like, I mean, and there's even parts of my own movies that I go, like Firework and I think Bone Barrel, there's a part, like there's a couple parts where I'm like, oh, that's where I needed exposition and I just had them say that thing and it like irritates me now. But I try my hardest not to make a movie where it's like, where it, like you were saying, Spoon Peeing. So yeah. Speaking of Bone Barrel, that's a movie yeah. that feels like it was made straight for us. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys like that one. I would have been devastated if you guys didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, so we got to get to it like wrestling. Like, where did that fit into the story? Like, did you like grow up a wrestling fan and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I was talking to Matt about it the other day. Like, I'm not huge on wrestling now, but I mean, when I was a kid, I don't know how, I, I assume we're around the same age. I'm 33. So yeah. like, so like '90s WWF, uh, WCW. I mean, I have, I got some WCW those rubber figures up here in the shelf next yeah. to me. But <laughs> that was like my I loved it when I was a kid. And like anytime WWF came to town at the fucking Metro Center, I was there. I loved Ultimate Warrior, dude. Like I was I was a, when I was a kid, I was a big head. I I totally fell off, and I don't know shit about it now. But <laughs> but yeah, and like. I, I'm interested. I'm really interested in like the backyard wrestling, the like subculture of that, because again, it seems like similar to like being in bands, making mo- like all that stuff. It all ties together. And I'm also I would consider myself like a weekend juggalo, and that <laughs> that all uh, that all ties in. I just love I love that subculture so much. <laughs> I love it, and I just had to. I think I pitched that movie to Kyle, the guy that shoots everything except for flesh games. He didn't shoot flesh games, but I said, like, gummo, but instead of killing cats, it's backyard wrestling. And he was like, fuck it. <laughs> so that was that, just how we went about that. That might be the perfect way to describe Bone Barrel, actually, is <laughs> gummo with backyard wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I pitched it to people when we were making it. That was a huge inspiration. It's interesting, too, because like you really did capture that, like, backyard wrestling fed oh my god attitude like because like these like these guys are like 
you know, they think when they're back there, they're somebody, you know, like, mm. they may never like ever have success in anything else. They may never wrestle in front of anybody but YouTube, but in that moment, they are superstars and you really <laughs> yeah. capture that. So like, did you do a lot of extensive research in backyard wrestling or was this just kind of something you felt? Um, I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, I just, I'm also, dude, I'm a huge fan of the, you know, superhuman. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if I could have got him in the movie at some point, that would have been a fucking dream come true. But like, yeah, it's I, I just I did a little bit of research. I, I just like YouTube, like, and honestly, in the script, all the wrestling stuff is way bigger than what it is in the movie. But I think it worked out. I was like, this is what a backyard wrestling video looks like on YouTube now. So yeah, I think it worked out perfect. So yeah, I just dug into that stuff and like all the stuff I can remember as a kid. Yeah. And another thing, too, is... Oh, sorry, John. No, no, you go ahead, man. Um, and <laughs> that is the ending of the movie. Like, again, it's so, it's like, it is hard not to, like, spoil the stuff. But, like, oh, my God. Like, I... I um, the, the ending of the movie is, like... like there's almost, like, this cut back and forth between what we see as reality and what is, you know going on in you know this person's head it's it's so it's so cool to see that shit like i it still touches like that and like uh, the aspect ratio changes from like you know the uh from widescreen to like full frame just to give you that whole feeling of um like so something's not right (laughs) you know yeah that was the first one that uh i think bone barrel is like the first one where I like started to like figure out. I was like, okay, this is what I do. Like, this is my this is my fucking thing. And that was obviously that was the first one where I started to like experiment with like found footage mm. stuff. Like, we shot all that stuff on a two thousands high eight camera, all the wrestling stuff and all the like stuff that I like to. I love using different. Like, that's what I think is interesting about flesh games to me at least and bone barrels that that medium to us like our generation like that to us that means it's real so like i like using that and then like kind of flipping someone's calling (laughs) that was kyle that's the guy that i should have fucking answered he's the guy that shoots all the moves but uh what was i talking oh yeah so like the the high and like camcorder stuff it, it feels more real like when you see that you go oh this is like a home video it's real and i like to use that and maybe flip it and show some stuff that isn't really real and then kind of you know what is real what's not real like that's i love doing stuff like that it it was a pretty like it seems like to be a pretty physical performances for the actors as well like what was it like shooting those wrestling scenes um Again, I think Mike again was like 100% down. He was, he was 100% down. He kind of rallied everybody. But I think when we shot that one, I think the second thing, I think the first thing we shot was like this big conversation between Mike and Jordan. I think they're on the backboard, Jordan. That was the very first thing we shot, and then we shot wrestling right after that, just because of how the schedules worked out. And I was like, honestly, like going into it, I was like, this is gonna fucking suck, dude. They're not gonna be able to do anything, and and it kind of does, but. I think that's the point, and uh, yeah, it, it just. I think my, uh, Mike is a, is the glue when it comes to like crazy shit like that because he's a hundred percent down. I go, you know, here you're going to be the juggalo character, so do some makeup, and he just comes up with his own makeup, and he just, he came up with the tack, the tax stuff, and it's just yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy shit, and it, honestly, it's hilarious, especially like going flesh games is kind of like a peek into that when I'm in it. 
and Mike is like, why don't you do some of the stuff? And it's like, I'm not doing shit. And I was the same way with Bone Barrel. I was like, if you guys <laughs> want to be in the movie, that's cool, but I'm not doing any of it. So. <laughs> and I, when, it, when it comes to that stuff, I don't really blame you because, you know. Yeah. yeah. yeah just like stepping on a phone tag fucking hurts. So when it comes to like. Can I tell you a secret? You, those were well, fake. Oh, they were fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Were I, fake. <laughs> oh, I, I a, couldn't even tell. That's crazy. That's, well, that's good. Dude. That's that's awesome. I forgot what. That's another. That's something that Mike came up with. I forget what we used, but yeah. Movie I, magic. I, I did love too that like like these like thumbtacks and it's like the most minuscule amount of them as well. So it's like it's so backyard wrestling. It's so good. Yeah. And then we shot all the backyard wrestling dude again in the script. It was so much bigger in my head. I was like, maybe there's a ring or like a home. I think we got pallets to like make our own. And then we just said fuck it and didn't use any of it. But we just that's just the house. Like I'm from. It's shot in Rockford, Illinois, Northern Illinois, like 90 minutes from Chicago. And that backyard is just my friend Dom's backyard. That's just what it looks like, dude, on the outside of town. <laughs> that's Rockford, dude. And, uh, yeah, we literally just threw a tarp down and some tables and shit, and that's – I mean, that was it for set dressing. So, yeah, that's just – that's home, dude. It's it's so funny, too. Like, when it comes to, like, the, the ring that they have, <laughs> it is, like, literally, like, a tarp on the ground <laughs> with, like, yeah. maybe something underneath it. It's like that's so fucking real because like you watch backyard wrestling and some it's like yeah here I am you know I got my belt and stuff and it's like here's a fucking tarp on the ground for you to yeah. wrestle on. Yeah, a lot. It's all bolts, all the shitty and like the belts. I have the belt up here. It's like a little piece of shit toy belt that I just bought. Yeah, it's all it's all hilariously kind of bad, but yeah. It's so it's so realistic too, though, because like you go and watch some of this stuff, and like sometimes they don't even have a tarp; they're just wrestling in the grass with like yeah, light no, bulbs I, and shit. I've seen one of the clips that I think I sent, and obviously we didn't end up doing any, anything as insane as this, but one of the clips I like sent to group chat when we were doing like pre-production stuff was they were wrestling with a grill, I think, and it was like completely on fire, and it was, oh, and I was like, this <laughs> is what the movie needs to be, and obviously it's not that crazy, but. <laughs> so another little like subculture thing in it that like is interesting to me even though i'm not a fan of the of the group nor the uh the you know the the music but is the juggalo aspect yeah. of it uh, and the amount of fago that is consumed oh my god had me cracking up the entire time there's literally like a whole conversation where a guy the whole time is drinking a two liter of fago yeah like it was funny what What's no, funny ahead, about yeah. that, I think Mike is the guy that drinks the most Fago in that movie, and he's probably, he doesn't drink soda at all. So it's, so that's just another him doing whatever for the role. But yeah, dude, I mean, uh, sorry, continue. What was your No, question? no, I was just going to ask, like, like okay, where sorry. like to, where did the idea to interject, like, I guess <laughs> it does go hand in hand, backyard wrestling. Oh, yeah. You know, juggalos, but like, where did the idea to put that together come from? Yeah, it's partially that. It just, in my mind, it just goes hand in hand. And also, like I said, like, I'm like a punk hardcore death metal guy. But like, when I was a kid, I was really into Insane Clown Posse and Twisted. And I'm still kind of into it a little bit. So I just wanted to, and the funny, like, when I gave Mike, I was like, you're going to be the Juggalo character. And I was like, don't make fun of him. He was like, okay, but I am going to. So he, his character, he's like doing a, like um, I'm making fun of Juggalo's character, but to me, I think it, I think it's not too offensive. So I didn't want it to be like 
the butt of the joke is that he is a juggalo. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I just love. I again, I love subcultures. I love all that shit. I think like the year before that, we saw ICP in a in a town over from Rockford. I think they're fucking. Awesome. Even if you don't like the music, it's so sick. Dude. And also, <laughs> and also, we uh, we're big. I'm I'm a soda head, dude. I'm a big fucking. The only difference is that I don't generally drink Fago, but um, that's what's up, dude. Uh, Mike also has the best whoop whoop I've ever heard. By the way, oh, it's so good. It's like it's like five octaves higher than it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a battle cry yeah. almost. It's great. Yeah, it's hilarious, dude. It's hilarious, and there's some there's some funny. I don't know if you. There's like a BT. There's like a behind the scenes that I just posted, and that's also on that thumb drive that I gave you guys. So if you guys haven't been checked that, there's some fucking hilarious Mike shit on there too. <laughs> and the fact that his makeup is like as bad as it is, yeah. like there's like almost no it's attempt just, at it. It's just like a smear down the face, basically. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff was great touches, and it's like the movie like plays that line of like comedy and drama well, which I think you do very well, because it's like it's funny in that like when it's like it's like a real thing so it's like life sometimes funny life sometimes not so funny you know so it's like i don't know it plays that line very well to me i'm glad dude. And, uh, well, I, I like to i like to look at my movies like they're like mumblecore movies but like with beavis and, in them. Mm. and that's kind of that's that's how i like to write stories so it's always about a fucking loser and the loser's me and <laughs> life sucks and that's the movie basically <laughs> another thing i want to bring up before we move on is like when Mike's characters tried to he started to go like legit and he's getting like arm ringer to the fucking uh, floor. Yeah. It's like, go on, you gotta take the bump. <laughs> <laughs> so the character dude, funny story, that character that plays like the legit wrestling guy, he was one of our high school teachers when we were in high school. Oh. He must have been, he was like right out of college because he's like not that much older than us. But yeah, now he he does like film stuff and he's in long weekend and stuff but yeah he he was really pumped on getting to toss mike around and, <laughs> and, and what's hilarious is there's the one uh see dude now i'm gonna i'm gonna look like a fucking poser dude like when he uh he's doing the one move where he's pulling the legs back what's that yes. shit called oh like, oh uh, uh, walter jericho or yeah, like yeah, boston yeah. crab yeah yep yep he's uh that's in the bts too if you watch closely at the very end of that shot, the camera starts shaking, and that's because Mike goes like one inch back, and he meant like the other way. So Nick is like pulling him in the opposite oh. direction, and his like back is like <laughs> snapping. <laughs> so like at the very end of that shot, we're all like, Ugh! we're like, try- we almost tackled him to fucking. And I think he had like a fucked up back for the rest of the shoot, and like had like a oh. weird stomach ache and shit. And- <laughs> <laughs> and the burpee in the bts when we had him do burpees at first he's like i don't know what a burpee is so we had to like explain what a burpee was and then he did the burpees yeah dude i love those scenes <laughs> i love too that there's so... no ring like he's training to be a wrestler there's no ring so it's just on the floor <laughs> yeah it like doesn't make sense that, that's like literally the so my the buddy that just called and interrupted this fucking interview that shoots all my stuff <laughs> He's a he's a video production teacher at a high school, and that's the high that's the wrestling room of the high school that he works at. So yeah, that was just like the best thing. Again, in the script, it was all like you know, there's a wrestling ring. These are wrestling guys. There's a bunch of buff, cool guys here, and then you know, I couldn't pull that off. 
but again, it's it's also realistic because like if you right. watch like some like Dark Side of the Ring, David Schultz, you know this wrestler, he he got trained in like a barn, so yeah, it's like right. you know. I think it, yeah, I think it ended up working out for the best that I couldn't get anything that I wanted. You know, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it, sometimes it benefits things. It, it it does feel like a snapshot of like the early two thousands backyard wrestling scene when I'm watching it. Like, yep. <laughs> and we did, we did, we didn't really say like when the movie takes place, but I did try to make it like kind of ambiguous, but like the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. We tried to not include like a bunch of cars and stuff. I mean, there's a couple things that I noticed, of course, because but uh, yeah, we tried to make it kind of like early two thousands ambiguous. The first movie we watched of yours was Flesh Games, and then you yeah. sent us over the uh, the stuff to watch. So I, I really didn't know what to expect going into the long weekend, but I surely didn't expect what I got. I did not expect to get like emotionally drained almost <laughs> early in the morning from this movie. But yeah, I really want to say that like before we even get into it, that long weekend I think is fucking incredible. Like yeah, it's it's an it's an amazing movie that really like hit me hard in like an emotional way that I was not expecting. Like I said, so just talk a little bit about like where the idea for the long weekend came from. So the idea for that is fucking hilarious. So that's actually our COVID movie. We shot that in I think it was still I think it was twenty twenty one, but we hadn't we we were like on a roll with like making one movie a year until COVID, and then we had like two years where we didn't make shit. I had all these scripts. I had like a zombie movie. I had all of this, sh- which is like not really a zombie. I mean, it's my version of a zombie movie. There's like barely any zombies in it. And, you know, it's just two guys being like, this sucks, but whatever. That was that was what I was going with. And then we were like, dude, it's, you know, people are still getting really sick, blah, blah, blah. So we came up, we wanted to come up with an idea where two people outside, you know, barely any locations. I mean, literally one or two locations. And for the script, I mean, that's that's how we came up with that first. We said outside, two people, probably camping, something like that. So after we made Firework, everybody that made Firework, except for me, went on a camping trip. And they made a short film called Firework 2. Yeah. Which is like the first 10 minutes of what ended up being a long weekend. So we basically just took that and I just filled it out and wrote like an actual script. And that's that's basically the genesis of the idea. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's a very very like it, at least it really feels like a very personal movie because like it tackles a lot of like subject matter of like grief and loss and you know you know trying to come to terms with that while also you know trying to rekindle a friendship and it's just or not friend not necessarily even a friendship but like you know these two brothers trying to. Um, I guess find their way again, and it's just, yeah, it's a very, very, very um somber movie, but it's also pretty funny at times too. So, yeah, I I fucking love Long Weekend so much. <laughs> yeah, and the reason that because like the short is just funny, like the one that they made, it's just funny, and it's just they had a blow up doll, and they're like, "How do we use this? We'll name it David, and we'll kill him, and give it to him for his birthday." Like that was the short, basically. <laughs> so I just took that, and I like came. I, I just like I was like, "How can the blow up doll have meaning?" Which is hilarious to say. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's and uh, like in 2020, my dad died, so like that's totally wrapped up in that story. Like I just just like dealing with grief and shit like that. So yeah, I'm glad that it connect. That was like long weekends. Probably the first one where people like were like, "Yeah, this is good." And I was like, "Cool, 
Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I played a couple festivals with that, and like, yeah, I, 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 it's weird because it's like the least of what I am trying to do really when it comes to like making movies. But I think it came out really fucking awesome. And I think Kyle, the guy that just called me, I think he shot the shit out of it. I think it looks fucking amazing. Mm. Oh yeah. Like, it's like the only, it's like the only one that I don't have like punk and hardcore and death metal in it. But I just didn't, I mean, I thought about it. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it just, <laughs> it just didn't, it just didn't work. So I use my buddy, uh, Riley Walker. He's like a really fantastic musician. Yeah, what was the shooting process like? Because, like, you know, you've you've touched on it about like not writing a ton of dialogue. Like, the performances come off very natural because of that. Oh, because it's like you feel like, like, did you kind of like give them like, all right, here's what I need you to talk about, and just kind of let them go? Yeah, that's basically what it is. Like I said earlier, like I'll write dialogue, but it's just like my scripts only end up being thirty or forty pages, as opposed to like ninety or hundred or whatever. And most of that is just because the dialogue is it's just a couple back and forth to like. So when people read it, they know what the scene is supposed to be about. So I basically have that, and I just we just shoot for as long as we need to, basically. And I'll just poke and prod and be like, what about this? Or I'll say, it needs to be more about this, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's just really, really, really long takes. And that one's kind of interesting because it has less of like a roaming camera. Like usually we have like handheld stuff where it's like Kyle's like following, and I kind of just piece it together in the edit. But that one, I kind of had to, like, we had to, because it's a lot of two shots or just over-the-shoulder stuff or just back and forth, lockdown. That's probably the only movie that I've made that uses a tripod for more than, like, two shots. But, yeah, so it was a little more, I just had to, we just did really, really, really long takes. Like the takes are probably, I don't know, if the if the scenes average a couple minutes or three, four, five minutes, it's, the take is probably 20 minutes or, you know, and then I just whittle it down to what it needs to be about and then sometimes it changes while we're shooting too. I'll be, I mean, Mike will say something, Nick would say something, and I would just be like, okay, this is actually what the movie's about. You know, like mm. it, it, it always evolves and it always changes. And I like to give it room to evolve and change. I think it would be really boring to write a script and shoot exactly what it is. And then, you know, and then it's like, where's the fun in that? Mm, that's, like right. construction, that's like construction. You just like mm-hmm. come up with a plan and just cut. I don't know. That's just not my thing. I also want to talk a little bit about the editing process of this one too, because there's a lot of moments of just quiet, just silence, which you, you use a lot in your movies. But this one, I thought in particular, it like stood out. And like I wrote a review for it on Letterboxd where I said it's loudest in its quiet moments. Um, it's just like when you're editing it, is there ever a moment like, ooh, am I letting this go a little too long? Like, wh- just like kind of what was your mindset when you were cutting it together? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to, like, I think, figure out what people are willing to sit through at this point, <laughs> five, five movies in. But, yeah, I love, I mean, I love to just let stuff, like, linger as long, make it kind of uncomfortable. And I think it just brings, I think if you're paying attention the correct way, I think it brings you into the movie more. If you're, like, paying attention to this long, quiet scene and especially like not with long weekend but with my other movies i like to snap you out of it right Mm -hmm. after that with like something loud and aggressive but like long weekend is just a lot of that yeah and i just thought it was perfect i just thought it was that was just the mood of the movie it's just like sitting i mean that's what camping camping is isn't it i mean it's just like sitting in the fucking forest and you know everything's super quiet and makes you like think about everything a hundred times more than you normally Mm -hmm. would yeah yeah, and um, 
Again, this is a little bit of a, a diatribe, but I, I figured I'd let you know this. Um, yeah, I watched this after I went to a wedding, by the way. So, like, it was a very, like, it was emotional already because it was like, oh, you know, one of my best friends is, you know, getting married. Yeah. And that's really cool. I come home. I'm like, all right, let's, you know, I'm going to put this in and watch it. And I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the emotions are uh, they're, they're coming back. <laughs> you got to gotta yeah matt, pull it together matt, matt messaged me he's like i'm watching a uh, long weekend i just text back might make you cry <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, that's hilarious i'd love to hear it it, it about did i ain't gonna lie to you man i was yeah it's a, it's a story that resonated with me so so much and like i won't of course get into it but yeah it's yeah, yeah it's a movie it's, it's a movie that really stuck with me because it's, I can relate to it, you know, so much. Yeah. <laughs> so I think anybody, yeah. I mean, anybody that's like lost a close one or even not even that, you know, that intensive, you know, just even the part of the story where it's just two brothers that are kind of growing apart. Like and all of that, I think it's just super relatable. And uh, like I said, it's weird looking at that movie. Cause like, I mean, I'm sure I'll make more movies kind of like that in the future, but like, I'm like, go, flesh games was on the mind when I was like, that's the direction that I was like pushing myself. It was like bone barrel. I mean, it would have been bone barrel, something like flesh games after that, but that one got wedged in the middle. And I think it came out really awesome and I love it, but it's just kind of funny because it's totally not what I wanted to make at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's funny too. Cause like considering that wasn't exactly what you would make, I think you nailed it. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. you really knocked it out of the park. Like, did you like kind of have that feeling like, like maybe filming some of the scenes like shit this is heavy kind of feeling honestly, i don't know honestly i don't think i really i don't think that really came into my mind until i was like editing because honestly i mean because i don't know because i could have cut i could have cut it completely differently i probably could have made just a straight up comedy out of it if i wanted to but like a little slap little slapsticky but uh and honestly on the page that movie was dark, even darker than what it came out. To, like it was like more dark. Like not. To, I mean, I'm gonna spoil. It. Mike falls at that one point. Like hurts his arm. In the script, it's like very graphic and like it kind of goes off the rails. Like all my other shit after that. But I just didn't think it fit for this one, so I just held back a little bit on that one. But yeah, I don't know the tone. I mean, I always knew everything I make. I always know is gonna be kind of dark. That's just that's what it is on the page, and that's what it ends up being. And that's what I'm thinking about when I'm coming up with these ideas but uh on the page it was probably more like my other stuff like kind of funny kind of drama intense ending but then I think it kind of it kind of turned into more of like a somber experience yeah I was um, curious too because like at one point it kind of teases that it's going to go full horror yeah like was that ever an ideal that it might have oh, yeah. gone that way yeah, like I said, on the on the page, that's what it was. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't gonna go like supernatural or anything, but it was just gonna go kind of like how my other shit goes. Like, Mike gets like he, hurt, I, he in the script he hurts his arm, and it's like way more graphic, and then he like goes deeper into like the weird like psychosis stuff. But I just thought it was a, that was a good point to just snap him out of it. I thought it was a better way to wrap it. Mm. But yeah, for sure on the page it was way more dark, way more fucked up. It's a super tense movie too, because like with you know the scene in question, like the the music goes from this almost like very somber 
top filth and it just like ramps up in intensity during that scene it's just like yeah it's a very tense movie full of emotion yeah i i adore it <laughs> a ton man i appreciate like, it dude. and like at that point like when it kind of flips the uh the, like i said that's like the only movie i probably made i think looking back where it's on a tripod for the most part but then when that part happens we flip to handheld and it's like a little bit more chaotic and yeah pro- probably in my mind it went full on fucked up and chaotic but yeah it was just better i think it was just better to just snap them out of the it, it was right. definitely an interesting viewing experience for me because like i said i'd only seen flesh games so the way flesh yeah. game plays out like once it started ramping up i'm like oh here we go this is gonna get, <laughs> this is gonna get horror and at the end yeah. of it i was just kind of sitting there like existentially being like man i just want to hug my homies now like <laughs> it is interesting like i said when we first started talking today it's funny that you guys went in complete backwards like of of my movies Uh, it's i don't know i've never thought about watching them that way i always think of them uh in the order that they were made so yeah it's funny it's funny it's hilarious to go to flesh games straight to the long week i guess it's also hilarious to go to the long weekend and then to flesh game yeah either way (laughs) so yeah flesh games is the newest one um we got to review it fucking loved it uh, just talk about where the idea will come from like it's definitely heavily inspired by that like early 2000s jackass CKY ripoff that you used to see everywhere yeah the ruckus how, films yeah, <laughs> yeah like how did that inspire you and like where'd the idea come from yeah so that's I mean it comes from like a similar place as Bone Barrel like I said I mean it's a long weekend didn't end up being the the one that we smashed in there it probably would have been Bone Barrel Flesh Game and uh yeah, I've just, when I was a kid, Jackass was it, dude. Jackass, CKY, that was fucking God, dude. That was, that's what, <laughs> and like, we, I, I have tapes in my living room of me and my friends running around, and I mean, they're fucking lame as shit. We, we didn't do anything funny or, but I mean, I just, we spent hours and hours and hours just making tapes like that. And I'm also, I love found footage, horror, found footage, I love uh, SOV stuff, I love, VHS analogs. So I'm a big VHS guy. So I just thought I was just trying to come up with, I'm always trying to come up with found footage ideas that I think are interesting because, you know, with found footage, everybody picks it apart. Like, why is this? Why? Why? And I was like, I feel like that's a good why. So mm-hmm. I just came up with, yeah, I just thought it would be interesting. I thought it would be interesting to blur the lines of like what's real and what's not. And it's funny that like some people, I think you even mentioned it when you first reviewed it. John, you were like, um, what is this? Is this just going to be a like a knockoff jackass? Like, what is mm. this going to be? And I think that's, I, to me, that's interesting. Somebody sitting down and not knowing what it is and thinking that it's just going to be a jackass. And again, I'm sure a lot of people turn it off and they go, oh, it's, just, <laughs> it's just a jack- jackass ripoff. But to me, it's interesting to go from that and to morph kind of into something different and darker and scripted. And yeah, I, I just thought it was a great idea and some of the people that I told it to thought it was a terrible idea, and I said "fuck <laughs> you," and then I did it anyways. And yeah, and it, I, that one was just interesting to make too, because, like I said, my buddy Kyle—I've known him for like 25 years. He shot every, we went to the film school together. He shot everything that I've made, except for Flesh Games, because he got COVID that weekend that we were starting mm. to shoot. So I was like, "fuck it," because he was supposed to be me in the movie, like the other camera guy. But now looking back, I'm like, I don't know how the movie would have turned out if I wasn't in it. So I think it all worked out for the better. But yeah, it was just an interesting way to shoot 
a movie that I thought I wasn't going to have to shoot and I was in it. Okay. <laughs> but it's interesting because I kind of got to control it from the sidelines instead of being completely behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's such a weird movie to me because it, it obviously there's some fake shit in it, but like it's so fucking close to <laughs> my real life <laughs> that it's like, I mean, literally some of it is just straight up documentary basically. <laughs> that's a that's a cool aspect of the movie too that I lied because it's like you know like I said we all have seen like these amateur stunt people and these tapes that would circulate back in the day when CKY and Jackass blew up but like getting to see like the behind the scenes of it and these guys like striving for fame and like right. getting to see like the process building up to the stunts I think is just as interesting as anything <laughs> else in the movie it's like such an interesting snapshot of, of this group of people <laughs> yeah that was like that was the interesting thing to me about it is that it's because obviously we're all in our thirties. Yeah. I'm not. We're just not gonna make the most interesting jackass mm-hmm. movie now. Okay, it's just not gonna happen. So I thought focusing, like, kind of focusing on the in between, was where we could shine, and like, kind of leaning into like weird, gross stuff and kind of like more psychological stuff. I thought that's where we could make something interesting. And I have seen some people have reviewed the movie and they're like, I wish it went further. And I'm like, I get it, but like. Again, we're all guys in our thirties. It's just not mm-hmm. so. <laughs> um, like it's it's funny because like I, I remember like you had like posted like a teaser trailer on Instagram, and this is like kind of kind of before like I became like super familiar with your work, and uh, like it was one of the situations where like we, we followed each other and like we like each other's stuff, and I saw that and I was like, oh, what the fuck? You know, I want to see this. And I remember messaging you, being like, "Hey, l- let me know when this, co- you know, when this is done, because I want to see this, you know." Yeah. And and then uh, when it was done, you you know, you sent us a screener to it, and I was like, you know, I was super stoked to watch it, and then watching, I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, this is like mm-hmm. more than what I even expected it was going to be," because like again, like growing up with like Jackass and stuff like that, like I was like, "Oh." You know, because I had not, I you know I had an idea that it might go in more of a horror direction from like yeah. the trailer, but the way you do it is so fucking well done. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad it worked for a lot of people because that was like really the, I mean, like the other movies that I've made, like of course people are not gonna like it or they're gonna like it, whatever. But I know, like I kind of know that it's gonna work as a movie just because I've been doing this for a long time. Even if you don't like it, it's a movie. Whatever. This one, I was kind of like, I don't even know if this is going to like function <laughs> as a movie. Like, I have no idea. But I think it ended up turning out really good. Like, we kind of shot... So we shot the bulk of that in, like, one and a half-ish days. And we did, like... I think we did majority of the stunts and then all the, like, horror stuff in one day. Second day, we, like, filled it in with some story and then some more stunts... And we kind of shot, I've said this to multiple people that I've talked to the movie about, we shot it kind of like a skate video. So it's like perfect, like turned out. We would like run to one location, do a stunt, run to the next one, do a stunt. And then there's even parts, like there's the part where Corey's, there's like some skate footage. He was like, they were shooting that while we were shooting another scene. So it was like 100% legit, like that's just, it was like a skate video. But yeah, then we, the, after the fact, we shot like a weekend I did. I went back and shot like a couple scenes with like Mike. There's like more stuff with me that I thought like fleshed out. No pun intended. The story. 
And uh, yeah, I think honestly, I think putting that stuff in really pulled it together because I had like a rough cut before the uh, that stuff, and it it was funny and it was cool and it was fucked up. And but like the like you said, I mean, I'm glad it worked. I like the in between stuff and I think that's to me what makes it interesting. Like, mm. I mean, we could have just made a fucked up jackass movie and actually fucked ourselves up and whatever. <laughs> but to me, it's like the. Uh, I like to make stuff where it's like relationship, like the homies, like the inner workings of like a group. Basically, it's like a group chat on a in movie form. That's what. Yeah. Without the offensive stuff, but the, <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, but you can almost see it as like that kind of perspective too, because like you know, you know, not the spoil anything, but someone starts to go off the deep end a little bit, and it's like uh, I don't know about this guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and again, Mike's character is basically that's like me. I mean, of course, I'm not that fucked up, but that's just like me working through like what the fuck am I? Why I'm? It's basically a movie about a filmmaker. If you really get down to it, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, delusions of grandeur, like I said earlier, and trying to make something impactful. Yeah, and to what lengths you'll go. It, it is kind of like a. Uh you know, Jackass meets American movie, you know, meets like, um, you know, of course, like some of the, like the horror stuff from, from like the 2000s time period, like, you know, slight, not as fucked up as August underground, but right. you, you know, it's that was for sure. That. I mean, that's an, that's an inspiration for sure. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not nearly as fucked up, but the feel like even the in-between stuff that, I mean, I love, that's part of my favorite. And then penance, that's like, I love penance because it's a lot of, relationshipy stuff mixed in with the fucked up stuff so yeah that's mm. what i'm interested in that was for sure a big inspiration and america movie is that's the bible up here dude so of, <laughs> course, of course that's in there and another one that i feel like a lot of people don't know about is fubar not the mixtape but mm. have you ever seen fubar yes yeah <laughs> fubar is like i fucking love fubar and we've loved it since it came out and i feel like a lot of people don't know about that movie. it's like that mockumentary about Canadian headbangers or whatever. I'll, I'll, yeah. There's a little bit of that in like everything that I make. Yeah. Um, I, I I think that like you talked about it too, but like the fact that like y'all didn't like jump out of buildings into trees and shit like that actually <laughs> makes it more realistic. Because if you do watch like those videos, th- th- those people were never willing to go as far as like the Jackass crew did. So, no. Like, by not doing that stuff, it, to me, it felt way realer. That's why like, when right. I first started watching, I was like, is this just kind of like a Jackass tape? Like, what is this? <laughs> so then when it flipped, I'm like, holy shit. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just. There's no way that we're going to do I mean, there's like one, Corey, the guy, the skateboarder, he's like the only athletic-ish person. And I think he <laughs> he jumps off a roof at one point. He jumps into a bush one time, and he skates. That's that's all you're getting. Dude. Other than that, it's just going to be weird, fucked up, gross stuff. Cause, and yeah, like, I mean, Jackass, the difference is, like, people that would want it to go further, it's like, they made money. <laughs> we're, I, we do not, really. I mean, so... Yeah, <laughs> it is funny that people are like, "Oh, I wanted to go even further." It's like you're kind of missing the point, though. To me, right? The point is not really the that stuff, but I mean, whatever. Everybody gets what it, what they want out of a movie. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, like <laughs> it is so funny too because it's like there's moments in the movie where it's like it's like, man, we're in our thirties, we don't we don't need to be doing this shit, and it's like. 
like <laughs> the one guy I can't remember his name, but like even he's like, man, I don't want to fucking do all that shit. I don't want to do that. And it's like, all right, it's like how how much money and how how much beer for you to do it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want, dude, the funny the funny part about flesh games is that I think I think one Jordan he's the only drinker still. Everybody else is sober at this point. So that's another thing. It's just like we're just fucking sober losers. <laughs> we have nothing to numbness. So it's like this is just all real shit. It's interesting too, because like I swear, I feel like like all your subject matters are like straight. Like to me, it's like you got skateboarding in this one. I'm a huge skateboard guy. <laughs> Backyard wrestling. It's just like I feel like you're making these movies for me. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was talking to Matt yesterday, and I just said we're fucking midwestern white trash up here. And it's like, <laughs> Hell yeah, we're southern white trash. That's what's up. So. I did yeah. when we were watching Bone Bear. I was like, "Is he sure he's not from the South?" Like, hang on, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I did go to school in Southern Illinois, dude. That's not that much hey, further. You know? That's not that much north from where you guys are at. So. Look, there's rednecks everywhere. That's so, <laughs> but even dude, Southern Illinois, dude, it's like it's literally like the north of the South, dude. Like people yeah. have a draw down there. Mm, it's crazy. It's so it's so wild because I'm from Northern Illinois originally. And Southern Illinois is a completely different world, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. What's well, kind of like here? Like, it's like the rural South versus like you know Nashville is completely fucking different. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm white trash. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> whoop whoop, right? <laughs> whoop whoop. <laughs> so, Flesh Games has had a VHS release, but is there any movement on like when we're gonna see a uh, wider release on a format, you know, like Blu-ray or DVD or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so we're doing another run of the VHS, and then it is SRS is going to put it out on Blu-ray, and uh, I think pre-sale starts in April. I want to say so, pretty soon. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully that's dude. This is like the I'll, more people have liked this movie out of any of the other movies that I, I mean, Long Weekend. A lot of people like the two, but this has been like more successful in quotes than any of the other stuff that I made. But dude, it's so annoying because everything takes so fucking long, dude. Mm, I just yeah. want, dude, I'm literally, we're going to start shooting the next one in like two weeks. Like I'm so done with this one. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and like, and I still got, and I, but I want, it's, it's a catch 22 because I want to promote the release. I want it like, we're going to do more screenings to promote the release. So I'm going to go on more shows hopefully and, but yeah, I'm like, <laughs> this is like the longest I've spent. And it's not that long. It's like a year and some change at this point. But usually I'm editing the next one at this point. But yeah, right. dude, I'm, I'm pumped that it's getting a release at all. I was even pumped to co-release it with my buddy Strange Tapes in Chicago. Even that was just like a fucking triumph in my mind. To have somebody else put their name on my shit. Because mm-hmm. so far it's just been, I just put my own stuff out. Which is fine, and I'm sure I'll continue to do that to a certain degree. But it's yeah, it's been really nice that a handful of people have liked it. And I'm hoping a lot more people will see Flesh Games with a Blu-ray release. It's a lot. Of, I mean, VHS is way more popular than it was like 15 years ago when yep. I got it. But it's still it still kind of alienates a lot of the people that want to see movies and stuff. So I'm hoping I'm hoping more people will watch that. And I'm hoping that we'll go back and watch the other ones before that. And hopefully they're not too shocked. 
the, <laughs> the difference. And uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm stoked that it's coming. Out. That's so yeah. sick. It's a um, great home for it too. I feel like it's gonna sit next to the think, brothers and Tim Ritter. And, right, yeah, right, right, <laughs> that's right. pretty sick. Because <laughs> there's uh, I, when I thought about like when I was like thinking about signing the contract and stuff, I'm like, does it fit? Like, there's some stuff where I feel like it doesn't fit because there's some stuff that I'm not a huge fan of that they put out or make. But yeah, dude, they got some fucking heaters in their mm. in their library. So I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And I hope I don't I don't really know how the process works, but I hope they make their own artwork, and I hope it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's fucking crazy and uh, i haven't seen anything but i hope i hope it's like mike and he's jacked and he has like a chainsaw and it's like those uh what are those the, those like the ghana posters or whatever yes, that's exactly what I was oh, yeah. like a ghana poster of it <laughs> i hope he has like a shotgun and fucking chainsaws and it's ripped and, yeah. <laughs> something that the movie is not <laughs> I fucking love those posters so yeah, much. They're so, so good. they're so good. It's like Michael Myers with a rocket launcher and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so fucking good. So oh, you, God. You definitely alluded to it a little bit, but what is next for you? Um, <laughs> I won't spoil it too much, but yeah, it's like about, it's heavily influenced from the, what are they called? Matt, they're wall, uh, wall cows. Wall cows, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the degenerate, like, YouTuber so we're going to follow like one character and it's going to be Jordan who's like the other main character in Flesh Games the the guy that doesn't want to go full full on but this he wanted his chance to go full psycho in this movie so he's probably going to go full psycho in this movie but yeah <laughs> I'm not going to really get I won't give it too much about the story away but it's just about like a degenerate YouTuber that lives in his fucking basement and maybe he maybe he gets twisted at some point I don't know <laughs> oh my god i can't wait for that because it's like okay. we talked Matt's a little bit about it about this <laughs> yes that, yeah that's the that's the main one we're working on i have like a we're working on a short that we that might go on an anthology at some point or something i'm not sure and then honestly i would love to i have a bunch of scripts i would love to shoot like three movies this year i don't know oh my when god finished i don't know if they'll get finished this year or next year or whatever but i would love to just shoot them and get them in the can so hopefully and a lot of the stuff i'm working on is a little bit it's like pushing more for a little bit i mean it's still going to be like my take on it which is not really horrible <laughs> but yeah it's going a little more a little more effects heavy a little darker a little more fucked up the and the the main one that we're working on about the youtuber it's gonna that one's gonna be found footage again kind of it's like It'll be a mixture of like live stream footage and like vlog type stuff. But yeah, that's what we got going on right now. And then I'm sure, I'm sure at some point we'll make another quiet movie that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where can they, they pick everything up? Like when I mean, you said, Flesh Games is coming from SRS, but uh, where can they pick the other stuff up at? Um, I just I put out all, all the other stuff out myself. So if you just want to hit me up on Instagram, my, my handle is brobocop seventy seven, or you can my company is other trash video, which is just other underscore trash on Instagram. You shoot me a message, and uh, I can hook you up with something. Or you can watch uh, Long Weekend and Firework. I think are on Tubi. Um, I think all of them might be on my fucking YouTube too. I don't know. Just look, follow my YouTube as well. And uh, yeah, you can find everything there. Yeah, and we uh, 
we highly recommend them all. I think they're all pretty. Fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all really they're fucking good. Anything else, anything else you want to plug before we wrap this up, sir? Not really. Just follow, just follow me if you want to. If this at all sounds interesting to you, uh, shout out to the homies, Bruce, Bruce Longo, Mike mm-hmm. from Bloodsick Productions, uh, Scott from Strange Tapes VHS. He's the guy that helped me put out the tape, and he's been a really big proponent of Flesh Game or my work in general. He actually he found me from Bone Barrel because he's from the same. We have this. We're from the same hometown. And he hit me up on Instagram, and he's in Chicago now. And he liked Bone Barrel, and then I said he was like the first person to see Flesh Games, and then he helped me put it out. And he's been he's going to be on a commentary on the uh, Blu-ray release. And yeah, shout out him, he's fucking awesome. We're going to do some joint screenings together too. He does like weird found footagey mixtape stuff. So uh, shout out to those guys. Shout out to everybody else. Uh, Janice Click in Missouri. Uh, yeah, everybody else. That's what's up. Hell yeah. Well, we appreciate you having on. Everybody go pick up this shit. It's well worth your time. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we can't wait to, for the next one.